Hi, this is Kenya and welcome to my magical cottage core life. So we took a couple of days off, you and I, so that we could let the big game that's on television go on. But I thought it would be very nice to cover a topic that is very germane to the conversation of the aesthetic and activities that fall under cottage core. And that thing we're going to talk about is picnic baskets. Believe it or not, there's a little bit more to packing a well-done picnic basket than just throwing a, a bunch of things into this basket and going off. There's some considerations that need to be done in what you want in the basket, how you're going to use the basket, and who's going to be using the basket with you. Because things aren't as simple as they used to be, and food safety is a thing now. So what we want to do today is talk about how to, for most people, pack a nicely done picnic basket for you to enjoy either by your home or away from home. So let's get started. So one of the things you want to keep in mind when packing a picnic basket, first off, is where are you going? Are you going where there's going to be a lot of people? Are you going into a secluded area? The reasons you want to ask these questions is that really dictates how you're going to dispose of any waste involved in your picnic. So if you're going to somewhere like a festival, you would pack differently than if you were going to the woods. Does that make sense? So the first thing you want to do is determine where you're going. So in today's example, we're going to talk about going to a small little wooded area, maybe for a festival or a retreat. So let's get started with that. But before we go any further, let's take out our big book of stuff so you'll be able to put all this in your book of stuff. And one more thing you want to remember, and that is that all things that we're talking about today are suggestions so there's no hard and fast rules but I'm just going to share what would work with me and what worked for people that I know so if it doesn't resonate with you you don't have to do it so since we're talking about going to a small wooded area the first thing you want to do is make sure you accommodate for the fact that you're going to have to sit down outside. So if you're sitting down outside, you want to make sure you have bought something to lay the food and other items in your basket on so they don't get dirty. In today's example, we're not going to have a picnic table, but you might. So what we want to do is bring a large tablecloth. But remember, you're going to be outside, so a way to help with this is to have two tablecloths. One could be a small baby blanket and the other could be the, top, the cloth itself. The baby blanket, which is only for this purpose, you can probably get one of those at a dollar store or a resale, goes down first and then the tablecloth goes on top of it. So because of that, you're going to fold that up and put that in the very bottom of your picnic basket. If there's no room, 
you could roll it up into a bedroll kind of thing and strap it to the top of the basket once it's closed. It really comes down to what kind of basket you have and the size. In addition to this, you might want to bring a couple of small stakes, if you have them, to keep it from rolling away in a huge wind. Or small weights. If you just tack on, with safety pins, some small fishing weights to the corners, it's less likely to blow away. The next thing you want to do is determine whether or not you're going to be using a feast bundle or disposable items. A feast bundle, which you may have heard of if you've read any of my old articles, consists of a bowl, a spoon, a cup, maybe a knife or a fork, and a reusable handkerchief or linen napkin. The reason you call it a feast bundle is because you can take it to different events like feasts or community events, eat and then take it home so that your footprint on the environment is not as large because you're going to wash it out and use it again. You might just want to use a mason jar rather than a cup as well if you think you're going to be carrying things from place to place. This is also making it easier to use a refillable water station in case there is one nearby, or a well. Another thing is that if you're not able to do this, you want to make sure you have all of the items you're going to need for the number of people you expect. If it's a family, a bag of disposable items, if you're not using feast bundles, is definitely the way to go. A bag of paper plates, some cups, spoons, knives, forks, napkins, and toothpicks are all things you might want to bring. If you're bringing condiments, then either you can put them in glass containers, the regular bottles they come in, but to save space, you might want to save up all of those little ketchup packets or whatever packets you get from the convenience restaurants and use those as well, just for your picnic basket. Again, it reduces waste and gives you more room in your basket. Let's take a second to talk about themed picnics. No, I'm not talking about the colors that we wear. I'm talking about food themes. Sometimes themed picnics make picking up a quick lunch item or a supper item a lot simpler and everybody knows what to expect. What do I mean? Well, here's a couple. The first theme is the fried theme. That means almost everything in the basket is fried. Fried chicken, french fries, potato chips or any other kind of fried snack, because yes they are fried, unless you get the baked ones. Fried cabbage, and that can be put into a jar. Fried fish, 
fried corn. Fry bread if you know someone who can make fry bread or bannock. They are not the same, but they're close. Or even fried ground beef or mincemeat into shells, like taco shells or fried tostada sh uh, shells. With refried beans. Da -da -da. I, I know, you're groaning. Okay. Another easy theme is pickled lunch. For that, you'd have, of course, pickles. So pickled cucumbers, pickled rabbit, radish, sauerkraut. But I love Mac Hohen's pickled herring in wine sauce because I just like the way it tastes. You can also get it in cream sauce. And Macon is local. My mom who raised me used to work for Seafair Foods, which is also known as Macon back in the day. In addition to that, you can also have a really nice rustic bread to go with that, like a nice pumpernickel or rye. Corned beef also goes well with that, but if you're not into meat, Pickled asparagus is good, as well as really good kidney beans on toast with a little bit of dill. Don't knock it till you try it. One more theme. You could have a raw foods basket. Maybe some dates, a nice salad, some quinoa. Although we really shouldn't keep abusing quinoa because at this point, so many people have started buying it that the people who grow it for sustenance can't even have it. So if you do it, make sure you get it ethically. I know, lecture, lecture, lecture. In addition to this, maybe some nice fruits would go along with that that are self-contained, such as melons, tomatoes, one of my favorite, peaches. A complete raw food basket is good, and if there's any left over, you can leave it responsibly in places that the ecosystem can handle it. However, make sure they can. Don't just leave a lemon at the base of a pine tree, you know what I mean? Okay, so let's get back to the show. Not if you've got the blanket down, you've got the utensils and eatery down. What do you want to do next? You want to determine what kind of food you're taking and if it needs to be refrigerated. If it's all fruits and veg, usually nothing will need to be refrigerated. You just need to pack it carefully. If you're using something like a potato salad or something else that has things that are perishable. A nice cold pack slid into the basket itself near the food that needs to be refrigerated should be able to answer that problem. Remember, when you do a picnic, hot things and cold things have different needs. So if you have something that was heated up, 
before you left the house, don't pack it right on top of the coal pack, obviously. A separator in your basket works really well. This is where a baby blanket can come in as well, but another thing you can use are those bamboo placemats or some other natural material placemat. It gives a barrier and can actually help it to where it won't be rattling around on the inside of the basket, depending on how large your basket is. Things like boiled eggs don't need as much refrigeration as you think. Fried chicken, if it's cold, is absolutely fine. Just learn how long you're going to have it out. A good rule of thumb is try not to make the food more than four hours before you're going to plan on consuming it. After that, you have to start countering in the advantage of having it with you to carry on into the woods versus food contamination. No, everything's not going to go bad as soon as you cook it, obviously. And I know people who have camped, you have cooked in the morning and eaten late into the evening. But I'm just trying to be responsible. PB&J pretty much is self-stable. But if you decide to bring something that is a little bit more perishable, like oatmeal or kombucha, well, kombucha really wouldn't fall under that. But if you bring something like that or yogurt, definitely watch your time. So because we're dealing with the scenario that I did say we were going to talk about how to pack it, let's say I would pack my, my lunch for three people. So I'm going to have my baby blanket and tablecloth. I'm either going to put it in the bottom or roll it up into a bedroll to attach to the top of my basket. I'm going to have my three plates, usually light, light plastic because I like the reusable stuff, or bamboo. I'm going to have either my fold-down cups or three of the regular cups stacked inside of each other. They're small. If I have a situation where I want to have a pitcher of some sort of drink, I probably wouldn't put it inside the basket, but if I do, I can bring my thermos. In addition to this, for me, I'm going to have chicken wings. So I've already fried my chicken wings. I've wrapped them up in wax paper, and then after the wax paper, I've wrapped them up in foil. Or if I want to be even more environmentally friendly, I've wrapped them up in wax paper and in a beeswax wrap. I don't have a lot of those, so I'm not going to use those for that right now. I'm going to use that to wrap up my rolls. Or a half bag of bread. By saving the bread bags, you can actually use them for this by putting the bread you intend to take with you inside of one of the used bread bags and taking it with you. On the side, I have a small resealable container of baked beans. I have some fruit. And in addition to this, for me personally, I have a couple of cucumbers and a head of lettuce and some dressing. And what I've brought also is a container of water just to rinse off the lettuce. That way we can have a salad on the side. I don't want to make my salad in advance because I don't want it to go soggy. 
So there you have it. I've got my whole little thing and it's ready to go. I've got my linen napkins packed and I'm ready to have myself a great and enjoyable day. If we're going to relax all day, I probably have bought either some games or a little notebook so I can write down some things or a novel. If you're in a group of people who are going to like play around with each other, you can also pack a checker set or a frisbee. Now once you're ready to go home, you have the whole situation where you need to clean up behind yourself. It shouldn't be that difficult because the bread bag, if you've eaten all the bread, is a great garbage bag, but if you don't want to do it that way, look for a trash receptacle nearby. If there isn't one, you must take all of your items back with you. Just remember to wipe them out with a little bit of extra water so that they don't have a smell and then pack them right back into your basket and go home. Always try to leave the forest, the woods, the beach, or anywhere you go a little bit cleaner than when you came. It's just a good rule. And if you brought resealable containers, putting in any leftover food into the main container is usually best because snacking is always a thing. One last thing. Out of courtesy, always see if you can bring an extra piece, if possible, of food, just in case somebody decides to tag along at the last minute. There's nothing wrong with being a little bit more conscientious, if you can. If not, not a big deal. And there you have it. That's one way to nicely pack a picnic lunch. Now there's as many ways to pack picnic lunches as there are lunches. You might just break it down to having a thermos full of soup and a few rounds of bread and everybody having bread bowls and feeding the rest of the bread to the birds. I know, I hear you out there. A little bread won't hurt them. Or you can bury the bread to leave an area that may be, you know, appreciative of it as an offering for thanks for letting you be there in the woods. What I would not recommend is using your basket to kind of like sneak off with local fauna. Don't gather flowers where you're not supposed to. If you're in a park and they allow it, fine. But if they don't, don't snatch flowers because you don't know whether or not they're endangered. Don't use your picnic basket as a getaway car. I'm so glad we had time to talk to each other. We haven't talked in a few days. And I like talking with my friends. We're friends, right? So I guess all we have to do now is say goodbye till next time. Thank you for spending some time with me here on My Magical Cottagecore Life. Goodbye.